In this edition of Behind the Report, I'm going to discuss the craziest report I've probably ever done, or at least the reaction to it was probably the craziest, the largest, easily the biggest story that I've ever published, even though I didn't really um, expect it to be. I guess you could say from the reaction. As far as the one I feel most passionate about, I wouldn't say it's necessarily even close. Um, there are plenty more investigative stories that I feel uh, much more passionate about the the body of work that went into publishing it because of everything involved. Nonetheless, though, this is very significant and kind of a surreal moment in time, considering how much has, has changed with Astralis recently. And look, this was a this was another tough call for me. If you've watched some of the recent episodes of this series, you'll know that both with um, the report that I published about Astralis adding a seventh player at the time to their roster, as well as with the Olaf Meister situation, there are points in which I feel uncomfortable publishing a story if I know definitively, I guess you could say, that a player is dealing with something outside of the game. And oftentimes, if I don't feel comfortable I will wait until something services publicly about that player and then go ahead and publish something about maybe who will replace them or what might happen as a result. And obviously with this situation, um, I did go ahead and publish that a player was going to be stepping down or stepping away from the game. And I'll explain why that this time was different. You have to take these things... Uh, as a case-by-case basis just because it's no two stories are the same behind the scenes when you're verifying information. Now, I will say, like with the Glaive situation, I had known behind the scenes he was absolutely burnt out and wanted to step away from the game because he needed a mental break. He was fatigued. He wanted to um, just take his, take his time because he had spent so long um, just grinding away. And, and, I mean, for a good, for a good reason being probably the best in-game leader that we've ever seen. But, uh, and the same goes for, for Olaf Meister. I knew um, him stepping away was, I mean, even though it was probably expected in a way just because of how much his performance had dipped, I still had known that he was stepping down f- to, to take some time away and, and, and find himself again, I guess you could say in a way. I don't, I don't want to speak for him necessarily, but you, you get what I'm saying. And the Zipex situation is a little different because I have a number of different explanations from people behind the scenes and nothing necessarily corroborates, which is why you didn't see me uh, mention anything one way or the other. Now, had I, you know, let's say that it is similar to Glaive, in which Xifex is burnt out himself and needs to step away from the game as well. Um, had I known that definitively, I probably would have waited to publish this or not published it. But I have heard conflicting information that it could be a situation like that or that it isn't and there's something else going on. And had I withheld um, from withheld this information and not published it because it had made me feel uncomfortable only 
or without knowing exactly what the reason was only to find out that it wasn't something that was him um, that he was dealing with personally and was more like a business decision or anything like that, I would have, um, I don't want to say regretted it, but I, I really don't care if I, if I miss out on stories, but I just, I would have felt like I wasn't doing my job uh, professionally the way you should. It is my job in a way to bring um, information to the public whenever I can and can, whenever I can do it objectively. And so that's where I played this one differently. And I can see where someone could argue that maybe I should have done what I did with the other stories. But nonetheless, I felt comfortable doing it this way. And it's something that I always talk through with my editor each and every time. And it's something we felt comfortable doing, of course. So I do just want to say, if this is a personal thing, I really do hope it isn't a, a long extended break. And I do hope Zipex um, can find whatever it is he needs to be able to return the game and, and, and feel good about playing professionally. Uh, because the Counter-Strike and CSGO is absolutely worse off without him in it. And the same goes to Lefmeister and Glaive and everyone else. Kirby too. So... Um, let's get into kind of what goes into this story because there's there's so much it has so many implications because what started as and what was described to me behind the scenes originally when I published the first Astralis story or the the one that led up to this was that Astralis wanted or wants a group of players say seven or eight of them perhaps that they can actively switch out and be able to actively interchange depending on the tournament or mid-match or whatever, or between matches. And it's becoming, or it's looking more and more like either that plan is kind of crumbling because some of these players are burnt out and see this as an opportunity that they can step away from the game, or perhaps that's not actually what was really going on and it's not like I was told incorrect information, but maybe perhaps um, not everyone's on the same page when it comes to that plan by the organization. And I don't know which it is at this point. I do have some of my inclinations that I, I kind of hold back on sharing because I like to provide information and publish information and put information out in a neutral standpoint because that's what I'm supposed to do. But then I can also publish my opinions elsewhere and I like to do that normally in my writing and occasionally on my YouTube channel and and on Twitter but for the most part um, I'm kind of remaining neutral here because I still I need more information it's the same with the reason why Zipex is taking some time away from the game I don't know why and I, I'm hearing things all over the spectrum as to why I'm hearing ranges of time in which he'll be gone all the way from he'll be back right after DreamHack to it's going to be a while. And it's still very murky at this point. And this kind of leaves Astralis in an odd predicament because they they can't use S-Tag at the moment. He's not He's not able to exit his contract without a transfer fee occurring or, or being used and and until July 1st. He's not able to jump on that new Astralis contract that he's already agreed to in principle 
for another month, a little over a month. So that leaves them in a tough spot because if you already have Glaive sitting out, Yugi's already in, they actually don't have anyone else right now for to take over the Zipex, which is why you can see in the story the Zonix had to practice with the team. Now, I don't expect them to just play the rest of their month's matches with Zonic. I don't think he wants to do that. And I don't think they want to do that, even though he, he obviously he's a soldier. He will, he'll do anything that the team needs him to. But they've actively been pursuing, as I mentioned in the story, numerous players, uh, more than just uh, Lecro and, of course, who I mentioned in S-Tag. There are more. Those are just the two that I was able to verify wholeheartedly. Others have come out of the woodwork and mentioned that Alex was a player that was approached. And I have heard other names behind the scenes, but just nothing I've been able to actively confirm at this point in time with multiple sources. So uh, that's still an ongoing situation. I was told they kind of narrowed their, they narrowed their decisions down to a couple players and are actively kind of going through how that might be able to take place, but it's still, still ongoing right now. And it is my belief, or when I look at this from the outside, I would imagine if you were considering purchasing Lecro, to me that lends, that leads me to believe as an outsider uh, that this is more serious and is going to be a more extended leave, maybe similar to Glaive, than, um, than it being a very short move. Because if you were at least willing to pay some sort of transfer fee for someone like Lecro, or perhaps a transfer fee. I mean, S-Tag makes more sense to try to get him early if they could do it affordably. But that, to me, as an outsider, makes me think this is going to be longer than just um, a few weeks. And again, still very unclear, still not a lot of information right now. And I don't know if the organization has any plans to clarify anything or to, uh, to make the announcement themselves. Obviously, they're going to have to when they play DreamHack again, but that's not for another two weeks. So who knows if there's going to be some sort of clarification or announcement. I would probably imagine that when they do lock down someone to play and step in for Zipex, that they will make some sort of an announcement. Some organizations wait till, as you've seen with FaZe, um, even though that move had to take place very quickly, they'll wait till right before they have to play. Um, but everything in between is still possible. Um, it's, it's tough because there's just so many questions. And... I think um, just the reaction to, to this move just shows not only how much Zipex means to the game of Counter-Strike, but just how much of an impact, impact Astralis in this OG lineup had on the game through and through, including uh, their coach, is just been something that will never be forgotten and will always be looked back upon as one of the most incredible accomplishments, what they've done with majors and winning multiple tournaments and what they did as a, as a unit. And um, it would be crazy to imagine the five of them not playing again um, one day. And who knows, maybe that won't happen. But if it does, wow, it's, um, it's crazy to see this unfold as things um, progress. And like I mentioned, this, this story, um, again, I don't look at numbers. I don't even know pretty much for the most part, all my stories, how many hits they get on websites or anything like that. That's not something I care about, nor will I ever. But I did at least hear from from the publication that this is two to threefold um, more traffic than any story has ever had. 
that I publish. So crazy, crazy. And it just kind of goes to show the impact and everything in between. Now, I do think there's an opportunity on the table for more information to be published myself or from myself, especially when you consider who might step in for Zipex or maybe perhaps if he does come back sometime soon or again, perhaps if he doesn't return anytime soon, you know, there's a lot of question marks and I think it's totally understandable for people who are watching this on the outside to question if there is something more going on here than just players taking time away from the game and being burnt out. That is totally understandable considering you're bringing in players, not necessarily S-Attack, but still uh, players who are kind of looked over by many people and are somewhat rejects of other Danish lineups. And to sign them rather than pay for other talent in something that's been labeled a, you know, perhaps a six, seven, eight man roster at some point to now see veteran players take a step back. Um, the, the next couple months, and especially once that three month period is over with Glaive, that will really tell uh, the story of what actually was going on behind the scenes. If someone like myself isn't able to find information out, if it exists, there's totally a world in which it doesn't. Um, but it just, I can totally understand from an outsider's point of view why you might question and why you might think that there is more going on here than it appears behind the scenes. And as always, I will reserve my own personal judgment until I have all of the facts laid out behind the scenes, even if I'm very confident one way or the other, which yes, I do lean towards one side, but I will always kind of reserve judgment until I can get as many facts as possible under my belt. And whether that happens or not, we never know, of course. I will say that um, when we look back on this, it, it, it will be it will be a pivotal moment, you know, one way or the other. You can't really see some of these cornerstones of your lineup exit for periods of time without it shaking things up. You know, there is no guarantee that, say, these guys do come back and they do figure out which lineup they want to move forward with on a regular basis, there is no guarantee that they come back to the strength that they once were, even though I do fully believe in many, many of these players' abilities, um, especially Zipex, Glaive, and, and whoever else. But this is a huge turning point, and maybe once we get back to playing offline, and if all of that coincides with some of these players and what they do, as well as contract lengths, who knows how those play in uh, to the whole situation and story. I've heard rumors behind the scenes um, about possibly how those might tie into this situation as well. So again, a lot that goes into this. And again, um, I hope I painted a picture for you, not only that helps you understand why I decided to make a move on publishing this, but also uh, what can come of this. What It's very, very open-ended. And there's definitely more to come, especially from me and probably others in the industry. Thank you very much for watching. If you enjoyed this, I, I've been, um, before we, we jet out of here, I want to say I have been reminded or prodded by members of the industry to mention that um, even though it is corny, cringy, and something that almost everyone does on YouTube, you really should ask people to do it. So I'm going to try to remind myself to do that. If you do enjoy this content, I would really appreciate it if you did subscribe so that you don't miss my videos. And I don't like to be that typical person and that's why I don't do it. That's why you never hear me ask for things in, in videos. But if you do want to take the time to subscribe here on YouTube or if you're listening to this in an audio 
um, format, which I do put in every single video down in the description, a, a link to where you can listen to it in an audio-based format. If you are doing that and you're not subscribed or if you haven't rated um, the podcast, uh, I would really appreciate it. If you did that, comment and all that stuff and like it's, it all helps um, the discoverability and gives me the ability to do this more often. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much for watching and I'll see you guys next time for another episode of Behind the Report.